You're listening to the High Performance Hoops Podcast, bringing you your one-stop shop on all things training, sports performance, nutrition for athletes, and aspiring coaches to enhance your training and help you crack the code on elite athletic performance with your host, Julian Lacosto. What up, fellow Hoopers, basketball enthusiasts, and coaches out there? Welcome to episode three of the High Performance Hoops podcast, sponsored by Challenger Strength. I am your host, as always, Julian Locasto. Guys, if you're here and you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I highly recommend you do so, just because of the small little nuggets that you'll get from each single one. Episode one, we dove into my story. And, you know, I think stories are extremely powerful. I mean, you know, everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own journey and path in life. And I think stories are very powerful and, you know, you can learn a lot from them. So if you haven't, go listen to episode one, you know, my story, my why, you know, the future of what I think Challenger Strength can turn into and more so what I think that this this project itself, uh, this podcast is going to be for you guys going forward. Uh, episode two, uh, we kind of went over uh, five of my biggest pieces of advice for new coaches. You know, whether you are a new strength coach, a new skills coach, whatever the case may be, you may be a coach going into your first coaching gig uh, in your given sport. You know, I feel like these are five biggest pieces of advice that you could take away right away and implement into your life, and you'll see long-term carryover, long-term results in whatever you may be doing. So if you haven't, please go take a look, listen to those episodes. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. Lastly, guys, you know, we got to take care of some business. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you may be listening to the show. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, It kind of gives me an idea that you guys are liking the content that we're putting out here. And, you know, it helps get the show seen, ultimately. So definitely do that if you haven't already. Let's get into today's topic. And today we're talking about five must-reads to kind of jumpstart your career, your coaching career. Um, These are five books that I definitely think right off the bat you're going to get a lot out of. And it's going to take your your coaching to the next level and it's going to help you especially from the strength and conditioning aspect of things it's going to help you kind of create your own framework and ideas of how you could start programming to ultimately train um, an athlete so first and foremost um, want to give a big shout out to Jerry because if it wasn't for him probably wouldn't have even known about these books um, you know, go when I first started, that was like the first thing I asked him was, you know, what are some things that I can read? What are some things that I can, you know, get my hands on that are going to help me with programming right off the bat? And, you know, these were some of the first things that he, he gave to me. So I want to give all of you the same heads up with your careers. Um, so here we go. First and foremost, uh, I, as an aspiring strength coach in the northern New Jersey area, chances are you know who Joe DeFranco is. Um, growing up, I constantly heard of like fellow athletes I knew or played against that either trained or knew someone that trained at DeFranco's. 
And it was only natural that when I started my journey, uh, it was somebody that I needed to learn from because he was the best. You know, it just so happened that he was also in my backyard here in New Jersey. Uh, both me and Jerry are CPPS certified, both level one and level two elite CPPS coaches. You know, so the strength manual and honestly, in general, the CPPS certification as a course, you know, I can't, you know, I, I, I can speak volumes about it. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, the great thing about Joe is that he built his entire training structure, philosophies, and kind of the essence of how he trains athletes from some of the best minds in various different fields. And I'm obviously going to touch on that within the five books that I'm talking about here. But that ultimately sent me looking um, to different people in the field um, to kind of learn different things and kind of take pieces that would essentially put together my training philosophy that Jerry and I have kind of instilled over a challenger. Um, the strength manual in general is such a great book though for coaches to start because it focuses on a couple of the main things that a lot of coaches don't know about right away and it's things that are obviously covered in exercise science courses, but not to the level and, and detail that Joe takes it to. You know, we talk about proper breathing for, you know, key movements, performance and recovery, rapid mastery of, you know, fundamental movement patterns. And I feel like, you know, the fundamental movement patterns, although they're easy and, you know, basic, people kind of overlook those things. And honestly, it's a big um, core belief in what we have at Challenger that, you know, the fundamental movement patterns are there for a reason. And they're the things that we do need to have in place and master. Um, next, essential warm ups and pre movement preparation. You know, I feel like, again, the warm ups are things that people don't really take into account, especially younger athletes. They kind of just go into a gym and they just like, they hop on a treadmill for a few minutes and then they just get going. But uh, Joe dives deep into, you know, warm-ups, pre-movement preparation, how to get ready to hit your big lifts, and most importantly, how to get your nervous system going before you do any type of that activity. Next, we're looking at the, you know, the proper strength training strategies for sports, skill, and strength, power development to jump out of the gym, you know, simple speed fundamentals that, you know, teaching mechanics, acceleration, max velocity work, and, you know, even the, the seven critical components of effective program design. You know, all of these are covered in the strength manual and even throughout the CPPS course. So I honestly can't recommend this enough. And obviously, without you can't talk about Joe DeFranco without talking about Louis Simmons of Westside Barbell, you know, RIP to Louis, you know, the late legend himself. You know, Joe DeFranco talked a lot about utilizing um, style of conjugate programming, and he speaks highly of the influence of Louis Simmons of Westside Barbell. You know, we at Challenger, although not completely identical, we have used the influence of Louis's work on how we utilize barbell and strength training for our athletes while also training in a fashion that trains multiple attributes at one given time. You know, the idea of conjugate training, in essence, is the idea of combining different training methods, think your strength, power, speed, hypertrophy work in, in the same capacity uh, with one another to produce a desired result. So in essence, I believe that there's a great benefit to be had in certain physical or trainable attributes that are essentially feeding off one another when actively working in some combination in a training program. And you know, that's basically a certain mix of speed, strength, plyometrics, 
and hypertrophy work and a program that can help you deliver a desired goal um, in training for athlete athletics. Uh, Louis talks a lot, uh, although he trained powerlifters to obviously get a bigger total. And, you know, obviously if you've, if you've even watched the Louis documentary, West Side versus the world, you know, you see that he's, he's kind of produced some of the strongest guys in the entire world. But the biggest thing I think we can take away from his work is the idea that everything, um, essentially helps everything. Meaning that even the smallest like supplemental or accessory exercise that he placed in programming um, can help build up the main movements, which as a strength coach is being used to ultimately help see progress to the attributes that were, you know, uh, essentially going to help us correlate to the results that we want to see on the playing field. So he also highlighted the idea of circulating exercises to provide variety just so that way like training doesn't get stale um while also supporting the idea that everything is chosen to help the main goal so this is also where we see the use of exercises centered around the use of hypertrophy and how louis basically used these exercises to help support our strength work And lastly, and probably the most important one is the use of dynamic effort training done to supplement heavier lifting. Obviously, you know, if we train heavy day in and day out, it's going to beat us up. It's going to get us really fatigued and it's going to like, it's going to essentially put a lot of wear and tear on the body. So, you know, this was a way to develop power via lower loads and faster bar speeds. Now, what is now known as velocity-based training with bar speed sensors and using uh, percentages of your one rep max, you know, Louis was doing with lower uh, percentages of one RMs with 40 to 70% lifted with the emphasis on intent or basically just trying to move the bar as fast as possible. Next, you know, we can't talk about sports performance training without sprinting. And I feel like Charlie Francis, probably one of the biggest names when it comes to sprinting. You know, Charlie Francis was very well known for uh, the Canadian Olympic team um, and, you know, kind of working with some of the best sprinters in the world, most notably Ben Johnson. Uh, So Charlie Francis training systems, probably one of the best books out there. Actually, now that I realize it, I didn't even tell you the book from Louis Simmons. It's uh, West Side Barbell Book of Methods. I'm so sorry. I just completely realized that I just surpassed. I was talking about Louis so much that I didn't even realize I didn't even name the book. There's the book for you. But going back to Charlie Francis and um, his book, ultimately Charlie Francis Training System, I think one of the biggest pieces of information we can all learn from Charlie's work is the idea of the relative proportion of total motor units involved in training activities chart. And so you can honestly look this up anywhere on the internet now. Obviously, the internet is a great place because, you know, information is so abundant. We can find it anywhere. Um, So if you look up the chart, you can see that sprinting, explosive throws, and plyometrics are at the top of the charts when it comes to recruiting maximal motor units. Um, Essentially, this is the idea of like communicating with our central nervous system in high demanding tasks and how these training methods uh, place the most demand on those qualities. So it really just shows that although lifting heavy gets you strong and, and it's an important factor for building force and our overall force producing abilities, 
nothing can really mirror the pure plyometric effect that we see in sprinting throws and plyometrics themselves when it comes to building speed so it kind of gives you a whole new perspective on the importance of sprinting in programming and just kind of improving our overall mechanics for creating efficient movers um and then next you know number three on this list number three no number four number four um we're gonna go into yuri verkashansky uh there's two two little bits of works here that i really like from yuri um super training being the uh absolute mammoth that super training is honestly have i I, to this day i still end up reading and rereading that book just because the 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 dialogue and the the verbiage that's used in that work is just so dense you know, I tell people all the time, I'm never, I'm not the smartest person in the room, so I, I'm constantly rereading things, and I'm learning new things as I read it. Um, but super training is definitely one of the major pieces that I recommend. And along with super training, there is a PDF, I believe, um, by the by, by Yuri, um, shock method and plyometrics. Um, these two major things combined into one is probably the two biggest pieces of information that you will get into that can immediately help your coaching. And so the two major areas that Yuri impacted, at least like my thought process when it comes to training and programming, are basically his ideas of principles of dynamic correspondence, um, aka transferability to sport, and his basically his explanation of counter movements in both jumps and sprints. You know, so basically the aspects of sports and training and how you can ultimately line certain parameters together in order to make general like physical preparation training close to the sport itself or essentially what he called sports specificity. And he essentially broke down these different categories in which we could bring training closer to sport. And a lot of those, and again, I'm paraphrasing on a lot of these but these are kind of like simpler ways that you could think about them. The first being like the plane of motion or basically the amplitude or direction. Um, you know, think if we're trying to get faster, that's horizontal. If we're trying to produce more power vertically to jump higher, that's vertical power. Think planes of motion. Uh, duration of activity. You know, here I want you to mainly be thinking of, you know, what energy systems are prevalent here. Uh, next range of motion obviously um you know if we take a look at you know certain jumpers and their jumping style you know there's a lot of guys that have deeper knee bends and you know there's high speed jumpers that have very little knee bends so ranges of motion play play into this uh accentuated region of force production basically this is your area or surface in which you produce force and the region in which uh force application is most prevalent um, next, he goes into the dynamics of efforts. Basically, this is your intensity of the activity and also the speed of the activity. He also goes into rate and time of force production. And then lastly, the regimen of muscular work, which is essentially our, whether it's in the eccentric, concentric, or isometric muscular actions. So basically, all these categories are essentially a checklist that we need to check off as we begin to get closer and closer to competition, essentially in order to create a more specific environment to the sport that we're training for. Uh, Next, you know, the biggest thing Yuri 
talked about was counter movements and plyometrics and how we're basically building building up of kinetic energy during plyometrics and how this can increase power output. Think of depth jumps and altitude drops versus, you know, depth landings and drop jumps prior to another jump. You know, we're thinking shorter versus longer ground contacts. Essentially, you know, shorter ground contacts help with our stiffness, rate of force development, and overall velocity, while our longer ground contact times are helping us with eccentric rate of force development, eccentric loading, and the transmission of those forces through the full concentric action. And then, you know, we can, this can be pretty helpful when trying to progress an athlete through movements that require building velocity um, and overall velocity proficiency. So think of your top speed runners or even from a basketball perspective, think of your high-speed one-foot approach jumpers that need that higher velocity, that higher entry speed to get to convert horizontal to ver- uh, vertical power. And then, you know, essentially just the biggest takeaways from Yuri was the fact that, you know, obviously we're getting a difference between shorter and longer ground contact times while also being able to program based on the time of the year, the season, and the need in programming and more. And lastly, number five, um, probably wouldn't be anywhere without, you know, the Poliquin principles and Charles Poliquin himself. You know, he was a big influence in terms of reading more on hypertrophy and strength training. You know, he worked with a lot of Olympic athletes and even some of the strongest um, athletes in the world. And some of the biggest principles that he spoke of, one being the yin and yang principle, essentially like pairing exercises together in supersets. So that's two exercises done one after another um, for agonist and antagonist muscle groups, which are essentially the opposing muscle groups. Think like chest and back versus like bicep, triceps, quads, hamstrings, you know. The idea was you could essentially get a better training effect by fatiguing and completely removing one muscle group in the set of another, promoting better focus on the individual muscle group that you're essentially trying to work. And it's aside from that, it's also a great time saver in time constrained situations. So that's one main principle. The second and probably one of the biggest in terms of how we interpret hypertrophy training is tempos and tension. And although this is probably still a very debatable topic in the strength and conditioning world among certain experts, you know, Charles emphasized an approach of looking at all three planes of the lift. So essentially the eccentric, which is the lowering phase, the isometric, and the concentric, which is essentially your lifting, and accounting for time spent at each of those in a set to essentially guide your goals. So meaning you can manipulate how much total tension a muscle was under in a given set by just playing around with different tempos. So let's say we do like a three second eccentric, one second isometric and a one second concentric. That's five total seconds for just one rep. Now imagine doing that for a set of 12, you know, now you're looking at 60 total seconds of tension. You know, this would ultimately prove really useful 
in a lot of our hypertrophy work done with our athletes, especially during those times of the year where we're focusing on building total work capacity and even focusing on, you know, putting on some muscle that we lost during the season. Yeah, guys. So those are my five real, like, great resources that I think that you can read right now to start your basically kickstart your coaching careers. You know, a lot of these a lot of these resources have not only helped me right away with programming, but it's given me a better idea as to where I can look further for some more information and kind of get a little bit more details into things that maybe weren't covered in the text or maybe just things that I found in the text that I was like super interested in that I can go find more information from. So guys, you know, Take this as you may, but I think these are some great resources. Use them as you must. If you really enjoyed any of the content in this, please share it with somebody that you might know that might need it. Um, and then, yeah, just give this a blast out on social. I really appreciate you guys sticking around. It's been a great time here. Um, I'll see you guys next time. Catch you later. Peace. Oh.